0: I'm an audiobook narrator that loves reading fairy tales, novels, and bringing stories to life through narration. I'm also fascinated by talking to authors and learning about their why and how for creating their stories. We have included all of the links for today's author and our show in the show notes. Today is part two of two, where we are talking to Ali Nicole about her novels. Over these two weeks, you will have heard about her journey of writing since she was a kid, adapting fan fiction to full-sized novels, using people you know as inspiration for your characters, working through writer's block, writing with kids, and building your team. Heart of Conviction, Nathan Nathan Valentine had given up from ever finding love. Instead, he dedicated himself to being the best doctor he could be, so no one ever felt the pain he had endured. Sadie Mosey was a single mom with another on the way. She only thought about how she was going to survive to the next day. Can they help each other overcome the pain of their pasts? So anyway, so back to your book. So you're working on Mason's story now. When do you think you're going to have his story finished?
1: So my goal is to have his his story out this year. Okay. The, his story, and then I also have another story I want out this year. Um, Not related not related it's completely different and I actually have more words written for it than I do for basis but I think it's because <laughs> I think it's because it's not conviction series I think when you get so obsessed with something for so many years yeah you that's part of my blockage so I started working on other projects that I've thought about and uh, I fell in love with this one and so it's been easy to write mm-hmm. of course I hit that moment of every time every I I feel like every author has this moment where you just go, okay, now.
0: (laughs) Especially if you're a
1: pantser. You're a pantser, you hit that moment. (laughs) Well, as for my
0: one book, I'm like 30,000 words in, and I have not said I'm scrapping it. I'm like, I'm putting it on pause until I can get this other thing out of my head, and then I'll reread back through it and start again. (laughs) Not start over, but y'all need to read through it to remind myself, what did I write? yeah (laughs) go from there
1: that's yeah uh so So are
0: you planning on both books releasing this year
1: that's my goal but for sure I want Mason's story out this year he's waited long enough he needs to be out in the world but I'd like both stories out this year okay um if I'm able to keep going the way I'm going and considering that I have two weeks in July where my kids are down with my in-laws for two weeks I think that'd be I'm so I love I love my sister-in-law Tia. <laughs> Taking but that's all free three. time, free time for you. <laughs> that is, and I and I can take my laptop and go other places to write. Yeah, I, I like no one talks about it, but sitting at home and writing is not as productive as everyone thinks.
0: <laughs> or for you, for some people that may be.
1: you know not what maybe, works. if. Uh, exp- yeah, if they have an actual office, I do not. I guess, but
0: i I ride on my
1: couch (laughs) you have how many kids do you have i have one (laughs) yeah see i have three and and she's
0: she pretty much she's seven but she pretty much takes care of herself like um i homeschool so like i have to do that but homeschooling doesn't take very very smart kids so like it doesn't take long for us to get through it every day um and we actually do 4-day school weeks. So like it doesn't take us long to get through and then she because I'm narrating for most of my day, um yeah. she I I don't believe in limiting screen time. Um she's a very active kid though. So she'll Babe. play games for a little while and then she goes off and does something, but you know we do limit screen time like today her task is your room needs to be cleaned and then you can play video games. I don't like it. It's such a big
1: mess. Well, it's your mess. So clean it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my oldest son is, he'll be turning nine next month. And he's he's neurodivergent. We've oh. gotten dyslexia and ADHD. I'm pretty sure he's on the spectrum, but where we live, it's literally like pulling teeth and nails mm-hmm. to get that diagnosis. So I'm going through the process. But anyways, with him, I have to do that kind of reward system. Like, oh, you have to poop today. If you don't, if you want your phone, you need to poop you want your phone you have, like I have to do this weird reward based system with him but yeah. like once he gets it I don't live that screen time because he's earned it in, yeah know? but like he needs a lot of work and then I got my two-year-old daughter who's two she's so... two <laughs> but I'm also like currently right now I'm also a single mom right now so it's just a lot yeah so that's also why I'm like two weeks and I can leave the house because I won't have to yeah. I need to leave the house <laughs> yeah I
0: have um a week at the end of July where she's gonna be with my grandparents and um but I have like narrating stuff that I have to do so I'm like
1: <laughs> I have to be in this closet <laughs> for that week <laughs> so well, but like I don't I don't think as writing as work mm-hmm. uh, by myself because I'm like I don't have to I turn my brain off to everything else
0: Well, that's why I started doing this. So I have a day job, which is mostly an on call type situation. So usually this time of year during the summer, it's busier, but I can pause narrating and go do that. So prior to September of last year, when I started narrating, I would just sit on my couch, either binge watching Netflix or reading books and several times had looked up like is there something i can be like making money while binge watching netflix or reading books and finally in september came across a tiktok for narrating and learned how to you know get into that because i've always read with the voices and all of that
1: so (laughs) i'm I'm not good at you guys Uh... narrators are absolutely amazing i could never do it
0: (laughs) well i know a lot of them um, a lot of narrators have like either acting backgrounds, like went to school for acting or singing or like there's one narrator I know went to school for opera and she now narrates audiobooks. And I'm like, I-, I don't have I did like skits and stuff in high school, but that's not I mean, yeah. it's kind of acting, but not really acting. Um because they'd be like, you know, short things. I never did like full-blown productions or one. I did one full-blown production. <laughs> but, you know, nowadays, so I started in September and all I could get was like nonfiction because I don't read monotone. I mean, you heard how I read.
1: Yes, yeah, so you did a very, at least very that. good job. So
0: like I do, you know, there's not as much emotion in nonfiction, but I couldn't, <laughs> I'm like auditioning In September of 21, I'm auditioning for everything, and all I could get was nonfiction. So I'm like, okay, cool. I want to read fiction, so we're going to start a fiction podcast with public domain books. So I do that, and then in January of this year is when I started landing all the fiction jobs. And since I started doing that, I think I've done three nonfiction, and I haven't done one since. (laughs) (laughs) And those were all ones from people I had previously done books for that were like, hey, can you do this other one? And since then it's been all fiction. And I just keep going. I mean, it's a weird world. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad that I get to do it. But yeah, I um part of I have an emotional reason for, you know, enjoying and doing and wanting to do royalty share for audiobooks. Um, my dad in all of his complications was blind. And so he would listen to podcasts and He never really got into audiobooks, but he would listen to podcasts all the time because he can't watch TV, so he would listen to podcasts all the time. So, um, you know, I'm like, I have a soft spot for just making it available to, and it's not even just vision-impaired people that listen to audiobooks. It's people that, you know, for whatever reason, don't like to read the physical copy of the book, or people that... um you know have long commutes to work and so they listen to audiobooks in the car or while they're cleaning their house or whatever um i just i like and my intro for for this this podcast is something like i'm an audiobook narrator that loves bringing stories to life because that's that's what i feel like i get to do yeah um, you do is bring it now the more characters you have the more difficult that gets but yes (laughs) yours I, I'm like nine siblings so typically most books that I've at least done... you did
1: it you did it he, Sarah wasn't there towards the end but there was like those family meals with all of them all of them with talking all of them, all of them, <laughs> I got I yeah I'm sorry so I have to say uh, there's always going to be a family meal in every book it's going to be the thing yeah and the the family meal in Mason's book is when Nathan uh proposes to sadie and um i had uh, i had a couple people have mixed feelings with the proposal because it starts off with liam and a daddy jokes (laughs) hey Uh, it's not it's staying proposals come in all shapes and sizes (laughs) um mason starts it i'm just saying (laughs) and liam ends it i'm just hey it it is so
0: I feel like I've just broken from my imposter syndrome of the. I'm like clearly, and I I actually the like last nail in the coffin for my like major imposter syndromeness. I had a um pretty substantial um like audio engineer type person come in and help tweak some of my settings, and uh, he was like, you know, I'm telling him, you yeah, know, I've I've booked this many books and whatever, whatever, and he's like. Um, you're doing just fine if you booked that many books in that short amount of time. And I'm like, clearly I'm doing something right, especially like, you know, the fact I keep getting hired. It's not like, you know, at the beginning when I first, you know, the first, you know, few authors that picked me, it's like, well, maybe it was a fluke and they just, you know, all they had was really crappy narrator's audition. And I was just the best of the crappy. <laughs>
1: but No, I'll be... I'll be like I said, I had my friend help me listen to you because uh-huh. like the first the first when I first did it back in 2021, I had three people audition. One was a girl, and no, it was two, and then they had that guy. He didn't actually audition, he just messaged me. So one was a guy, one was a girl. Um, the guy didn't cut it because the scene I sent, it was when Mason comes into Nathan's office and he goes, Mason, Mason, like he's Nady poo. Yeah, you know, he did Nady Poo like you know how you you know that like weird high pitch yeah like for a pig he did that with nady poo nady it was like um it was a big, it was a, yeah it was really it was really <laughs> and he instantly i don't think he could have saved himself from that and i felt really bad um and then the girl had this weird really bad southern drawl and i was like i never put southern drawl in there it's I feel like if I wanted any kind of accent, I would have put, I would have said that. Yeah. Now, I will
0: tell you, there are authors that will say, I want a general American accent. And then they'll say, oh, P.S., this character's Russian and this character's Southern and this character's Irish and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, I avoid those because
1: I can't do all those. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, again, I was like, I'm a newbie. So, like, I felt bad for, like being that picky but that that whole nanny poo and that high-pitched suit like calling her yeah. pig pitch I was like <laughs> but my friend my friend Melissa she's a massive audiobook listener I'm like uh-huh. okay I'm not an audiobook person could you please help me and she's like she does really good I mean she's a girl reading the guy's part so there's there's no getting past that but she does yeah. really good with it she does really good with it I'm like oh awesome Well, I had,
0: um, so review wise, I, I don't know. We don't, I don't have a whole lot of reviews on any of the books that I've done, but like two of the books that I did were erotica books. And that's like the one bad comment I had was, oh, it's a female narrating a male's part. Well, it was a royalty share. You can only hire one narrator or the narrator's paying out of their pocket to hire the second person. Or sometimes you get like couples that narrate together, but yeah my husband is dyslexic while he would be great at this and he wants to narrate the male parts in his own book maybe still thinking um he doesn't want to do other people's stuff so (laughs) i'm like you'd be great at it but you don't you know it would be a big hurdle for him to be able to do it so it's
1: a confidence thing i yeah i feel like yeah as my son's being dyslexic, I'm trying to figure out different ways for him. And I'm learning like, it's the process of figuring Any. Yeah. Well,
0: you're my second author that said that. So one of the authors that I narrated the first book in her series so far, um, her publishers actually who hired me, but then I reached out to the author. So because I reached out to you via social media, I didn't have to do this because I knew you were you. But when I get hired through ACX, you don't know who's actually hiring you. So right. I will f- go find the author and make sh- on social media and make sure either they're aware that someone is making the book or it is in fact them. They just maybe have a different name or I mean on right. ACX you can put whatever name in there you want to as your name. So you never know and a lot of them right. they use a pseudonym to whatever. So I had reached out to her And uh, so she hadn't heard the audition, but she's like, you know, I trust my publisher would have picked someone that did good. So I sent her like I have all my files on Dropbox. So I sent her the link to the audition piece. And she's her one thing. There's a character named Nanny Kimley. So when I talked to her on here, she said, you know, all I wanted to know was how you voiced Nanny Kimley's voice, because like that was my make or break. Like if she can get that how I had it in my head. This this narrator's gonna do great. And I apparently did it how she had it in her head. There, <laughs> but then she's like, you know, listening to it. She has no idea who her publisher hired or what the other options right. were or whatever. But um and that was still relatively early on. I did her book in February or March. So still relatively early into fiction, which I didn't start getting until early February. Um, she's like, you know, she heard it. She listens to audiobooks almost primarily. And she said, Yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, this sounds like an actual audiobook.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> that's what yeah, I was gonna say, like, I don't I feel absolutely bad. And that's what I tell most like I feel like a fraud trying to do an audiobook when I don't listen to audiobooks. Yeah. That's why I pulled I pulled her in because she's an audio bit. She loves her audiobooks. And I was like, All right, you need to help me. When I ask <laughs> like, I have my husband listen
0: too sometimes because I'm like You know, I I listened through all of my audio to make sure that, you know, the words all make sense. And I didn't, like, sometimes I read what words were on the page, but those words don't make sense together. And sometimes my brain, like, automatically fixes while I'm narrating. It's like, yeah, this is how it should be. And sometimes I'll read it and, like, hearing myself read it, I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound right. I'll stop, read the sentence a couple times, figure out what it was supposed to say, and then fix it. (laughs) But... Yeah, I'll, yeah. I've had my husband listens. He's a delivery driver. So he listens to audiobooks a lot while he's yeah. driving. So I've had him listen a couple times. <laughs> I'm like, I am so sorry because he doesn't, he's never listened to any of my, the books I've done before. Right. And so like one day I'm like, I'm so sorry, but I need to make sure I'm not crazy and I just <laughs> like it because it's me and I need to
1: make sure like this sounds okay. Yep. <laughs> Yes, I do. I do that with writing. I'm like, listen, I'm obsessed with what I just wrote. And I need to know if it's because I it's wrote it. Of what, I mean, yeah, or like, is it lack of sleep that I got so excited by this? Like, so I need you to read it. like
0: Yeah, that like, particular I, one, it was a third person perspective. And it was my first third person book. So I'm like, I need to make sure that this doesn't sound um too monotone, because it's a detached it's hot, third yeah. person narrator. Um, And he was like, no, it sounds, no, he usually listens to male narrators, but he was like, no, it sounds fine, whatever. So (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I just need someone who like listens to them occasionally. And I'm like, I don't know, like, you don't necessarily want to, you know, be telling the author like, hey, I want to make sure I don't sound stupid because then it makes it sound like I don't know what I'm
1: doing. (laughs) No, see, I think that needs talked about more, like, even this is your profession, like, Occasionally, you need to outsource just a little bit to make sure. Like, I feel like you do something so much, you get in this like weird Autobot like Mm -hmm. robot tone. You're like, wait a minute, okay, am I actually doing this correctly, or did I just get in a zone of? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like I worked at a factory job, and like I do the same thing over and over again. I'd have to stop, and they're like, "Hey, you missed it." I was like, "How did I need I don't know if that makes sense, but I don't even if you're a professional you need occasionally a double check
0: yeah and if well my double check how... is, so I had an entire day last week an entire day of narrating that I had to completely delete because my mic was literally an inch too far from my face and it made my voice sound tinny
1: and I'm uh... like it had
0: like an echoey metallic kind of sound to it and there was there's no fixing it at that point like you just have to redo it so I had to like message the author and I'm like hey I'm still gonna have your book done on time. I just want you to know like today was a scrap because the mic was an inch too far from my freaking face. Like, <laughs> like oh so now every day when I start, I'm like measuring, make sure it's the right you've distance. You've added you've
1: added that new routine. Yep.
0: Yep. I have <laughs> I have a ruler in my <laughs> booth now, so I can make sure it is exactly the correct amount of space. <laughs> All right.
1: So I also do photography. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I made the one mistake. I'm really glad it was a friend who was not paying me and I volunteered. It's always worse money. when they're
0: paying you because you want to make sure you like.
1: Yes. Well, actually, I find paying customers more forgiving than friends who are getting a free product. I just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Like, I get obsessed with paying customers because they're a paying customers. Not that nobody doesn't matter, but like they paid mm-hmm. for this product. It needs to be perfect. But like, I learned this lesson early on. Check your settings on the cameras. Yeah. (laughs) Because my last shooting was in a dark place. And then I went to a really bright place. And you didn't adjust. I I did not adjust. Because I'm a manual shooter. And do you know what that means? Like, I shoot manual. So, yeah. So, I always have to. (laughs) I didn't change it. So, like, now I'm obsessed with taking at least three photos. Looking at my camera. Like, oh, yeah, I need to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So, I'm obsessed. Yeah, I had. In um,
0: the same thing, I had a a narrator say to me, um, and he didn't mean it this way because we talked about it afterwards, but what he said was, oh, yeah, you know, it needs to be, you know, really, really good if they're paying you up front. And I'm like, um, no, I'm going to put out a professional sounding audiobook whether they're paying me up front or I'm getting paid royalties because you never know. What book may end up in a TV series or a movie one day, and your audiobook is gonna be bought tons and tons and tons of times. And if it sounds like garbage, you're gonna have garbage reviews. <laughs>
1: so, or like, I know this is the big thing now. You don't know what TikTok is gonna get viral. You don't like. I just like... had my first contact for an
0: audiobook off of a TikTok video. So, like, put it out there, but you never know. Yeah. What just... now. I'm usually just talking in my TikToks, but, you know, you never know what thing. But I'm very, very careful to stay away from. Like I had someone ask for like tips and tricks and basically wanted me to coach them. And I'm like, I don't I don't work for big publishers. I don't feel comfortable coaching anyone because yeah. I can't tell you how to get hired with big publishers. I work through ACX and I have one other website that emails me as well, but I'm too scheduled out for them like their books have to be done in three months and I'm booked further out than that so I'm like yeah there and I I felt bad because one of the like managers actually messaged me was like we really want you to audition for this book and I'm like dude I don't have the time like (laughs) I could audition but I can't have it
1: done in three months so yeah (laughs) I feel like also there's so many not to like dismiss like you but there's so many People out there that they could get those tips and tricks. Like there's so many audiobook Yeah. On well, TikTok and that's and I will those. point them
0: to like here's the ones that I got my information from, and here's the websites that I got my information from. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm like, don't. I started on a fifty dollar mic, and it the audio quality wasn't great. Um, so I, within my first, and I've said this several times on here on this podcast at this point, but, um, in my first, like two months I made $1,200 and I put almost all of that into upgrading my equipment immediately because I knew $50 mic is going to put out $50 mic of quality, no matter how much you edit that. (laughs) So, and that's, I mean, it's the same with writing too. Like, you know, you've got to make sure you have. The tools, I'm at the point in my adult life that I generally, now, audiobooks, I started on the $50 mic because I didn't know if anyone would like my voice. So at the beginning, I'm like, oh, there there was a thing that I found that said everybody will find somebody that likes their voice. So I'm like, I'll probably get like, I don't know, five people that want to hire me and that'll be it. So I don't want to put a bunch of money into this. I'm way Way past
1: five at this point. So. Yes, you really do have it. You you you're very good narrator. It's it's weird. I feel you on that. I I anybody like I don't really have an audience. I don't have the readers yet. But from mm-hmm. my understanding, you need more books to get the readers. Yeah, you you really do. You need the backlist because one book doesn't give them the backlist to really get your.
0: Well, yeah, and that's I mean. You figure once you have a couple books under your belt and I mean just even into the tips and tricks portion I guess um even just getting on TikTok and talking about your book gets it out there but I know yeah. a lot of readers cuz I do this sometimes will wait for a series to be finished and then binge the whole thing instead of waiting a couple years for the next one to come out but if you're constantly talking about it not I mean, you can get on there and talk about, you know, your book reviews and your other stuff, too, because if you're just pounding your book in people's faces, that's going to turn them off. But, you know, occasionally, oh, hey, I have this book or <laughs> you know the video with the quotes and the page flips and the, you know, whatever little tips and trick of the day is going on occasionally helps.
1: Yeah, I, I've started I did a new thing where I talk about like the first chapter mm-hmm. of my book and gotcha. I like do it like in a weird like here's the tea about Sadie and I so we'll see what it does but like I don't the few people that have read my book this is where I was going I still go really you liked it (laughs) like it's so (laughs) I don't I don't know why you liked it I'm really confused right now what
0: is it what (laughs) (laughs) well and sometimes reviews don't help either some of those reviews are either like I have one I got a review and they left me like three star review, but they don't leave a comment. So I'm like, Yeah, what did you not? Because for anybody in any kind of an arts, writing, painting, narrating, voiceover in general, like reviews are, in my opinion, how you grow. So you learn, like someone telling me, oh, I don't like that it was a female narrating a male voice, I can't fix that. That is what it is. Yeah. But if you say, you know, I didn't like that she did I don't know. She took too many breaths or her breaths were too loud or she talked too fast or too slow or, you know, whatever. Those are helpful things you can fix. Now, sometimes you'll get contradicting. This person was too fast and this person was too slow in the same thing. And that's when you realize it's a personal opinion. Well, and also you can speed up and slow down the Audible app. So yeah. (laughs) And pretty much any listening like ours is exclusive to amazon owned things because yeah of the royalty share but i do have other books that have been taken elsewhere um i imagine they all work the same where you can slow them up or
1: yeah i would yeah i would assume I'm yeah blanking. i had one <laughs> one say oh, yeah, i does. talk
0: too slow and i'm like sir no <laughs> I, I'm like, no, I can guarantee you I talk way faster than most narrators should, which is evidenced by the fact that, like, pretty much every book I do will say, oh, this should be a nine hour book based on word count. And I usually make it an eight hour book. Like, I'll cut. Yeah. In fact, I just finished a book where I cut an entire hour off the book time
1: <laughs>
0: just because I talk fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then a non-fiction no, will usually be longer because you have like all the pauses between like
1: bullet points make yeah. it take a lot longer so i think that's like with a hearted conviction if it's, it's out there and I'll, I'll never pull it i'll never change it it's it's going to be out there but i kind of wish i had more of those critique points especially like with reviews mm-hmm. like i see that i got a one star and a two star and a three star with no reviews and why they didn't like it but like with my beta readers and the alpha reader they never gave me a true critique and I feel like you need, I need new those. ones
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Like I need I to I find think... new ones to help critique me
1: <laughs> I know that's like with so like when I'm writing uh mind of conviction right now it's like what I'm going through it right now it's like I really need to go out there and some ask some people but that imposter syndrome and that anxiety it's like but I don't know if I'm ready to hear it <laughs>
0: like I need that
1: critique I need it because I want the best book possible and Nathan and Sadie's stories could have been so much better and probably smoother if I had the real critique instead of the yes people like oh this was really good I mean I feel like you could have done this but it's really good
0: well I think too that's um I mean you can maybe ask people on TikTok for that but um yeah I had uh, one author that I talked to that said you know just ignore the like really big critiques. But I feel like there's there's a fine line between ignoring the ones that are just they had a bad day that day and left yeah. really bad stuff. And then the ones that are like bad, but it's constructive, like helpful. Yeah, constructive. For, yeah. Here's how to improve. Um but like I know me, I'm gonna take everything to heart and like like I do for You know, when I get narrating reviews, I'm like, why did you leave it three stars? I wanna know why (laughs) like did I do something wrong? Or like (laughs) did you just not like the story?
1: (laughs) Or what happened? Um, That's what like so that's what like I do. Like it hurts for a minute, like, oh man, that really sucks. And then like you process, I'm like, you know what? That's like kind of true. I really need to look at that. Like it's like a weird like process of oh, like they hate it. And then like But but what are they really
0: saying that yeah could be improved on?
1: yeah it's just it's a whole thing
0: (laughs) so we've been talking for a while
1: (laughs) we have so
0: on do you have any advice for a new author that maybe they write fan fiction like you were doing and thinking about writing their own book do you have any advice for someone who maybe wants to get into writing or is thinking about writing or you know is sitting on a manuscript they don't haven't put out there yet. Do you have any advice for pushing forward?
1: Uh uh building a team is real. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I honestly I feel like no one talks about it. Like it's Mm -hmm. your beta reader and your alpha readers. Like they don't like it's not and do it outside your friend group. You need at least one or two people that aren't friends that aren't worried about hurting your feelings. Mm -hmm. You need and don't worry about I feel like if you have a budget just do the best you can, because eventually you'll get the money. More books come in, more money. You can start putting out the better product and go back and edit your books. Mm-hmm. But I will do it. it. You'll regret it if you don't. Like, I, I might, I as much as I want to put all these books out, at least I put one out. Right. I hope to put more books out, but I did it once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've
0: you've crossed that hurdle once. Yeah. Makes it a little bit easier next time
1: around. Yeah. But, and covers matter. Yes. If there's anywhere, to, <laughs> if there's anything, if you, I don't think editors matter, not diminishing that, but like you have to get that person to your book and that is the cover. And mm-hmm. I don't, if you're going to put your money anywhere, do it with the cover.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cover. And please, if when you're formatting, put spaces between chapters. <laughs> have you read the books with no ch- chapter spaces? Like they're on the same yeah. page? I've had to reformat a couple of, uh books to That's make it a... work for narrating. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying those are my tips. Please, There's there please. is I, I can tell
0: if if you don't know how to do it, not you, but for anybody yeah. listening, if you don't know how to do that, no matter what editing program you're using, there will be some setting for inserting a page break. Yes. Find what that is. Memorize the shortcut key. For Google Drive, I know it is command and enter. Well, I'm on a Mac command or control if you're on PC and enter will enter a new page so that you can get in there. And then also, if you will set your chapter names as headings, that will also help get your table of contents ready to go. Um, So it's all in there and pretty. These are things that as a narrator, I've had to format people's books to do. Um, But then if you do that while you're writing, it's so much easier because then when you go
1: and you're ready to upload and all of that, it's already all there for you. (laughs) Yeah. See, I'm OCD and my friends laugh at me like, you can, no, I'm not fixing it later. I'm doing it now. Yeah. One less thing for me to worry about. I do my heading one for my chapter and I do my heading three for my name and I move on.
0: (laughs) yeah now the the author that I'm editing through her book right now, I'm doing it as I am editing through. So like yeah. that tells me where I am. I can just click on the beginning of the next chapter that I need to go through. but um, <laughs> all right, well those are those are pretty good tips. So yeah. what is what is the near future plan for books? You're planning on getting one possibly two done by the end of the year? Are they? Do you have a plan, a time frame for when they're going to edits? Um, or when you're
1: hoping to have them? the fall? <laughs> in the I'm fall? hoping the fall that they'll both be in edits because I'm working them in tangent. So, like, I'll spend okay. like two hours on one and two hours on the other. Okay, because they both speak to me at the same time. So you have mind of conviction, mind of conviction. Wow, speak. uh, which is Mason and Cynthia, and then I have I don't understand, which is Tobin and Bo, which is a male male um suspense. Mm -hmm. mystery whodunit kind of thing uh which is done in third person it's been really fun doing something that's different um I'm hoping (laughs) like it's they're different I'm hoping to have those out by no later than like November I want them out this year okay then next year my plan is to have Mickey Mickey's story which is home of conviction uh which would be Mickey and Katie after Mickey and Katie. Give me a second. It is Madison and Lo and Toby. I'm uh, so I'm happy to have those two in 2023. I'm trying not to do more than two books, like as much as I want to do. If I do more than two books a year, that'd be great. But mm-hmm. until well, I can get my real
0: researching myself, I'll let you know that like it doesn't matter how many books. Now people will always demand like I want the books faster once yeah. they like get to liking the books and all that but like as long as you have a schedule and you stick to it or you become that author that like all of your readers know like she's going to publish when she feels like publishing but yeah. just saying like hey i'm going to get two books out a year there might be bonus books too but i'm definitely getting two books out a year they yeah. know what to expect
1: <laughs> like my problem is right now is is scheduling the writing time with my young kids and being mm-hmm. a single parent it's been a struggle getting that writing time in
0: mm-hmm. cuz
1: like all my writing time is at night and as a parent, you know, by the time like it's eight, nine o'clock. You're tired. You're tired. You're mentally yeah. tired. Yeah. Like you just want to turn off. And especially when you're planning a suspense thriller, you need your brain on.
0: <laughs> yes. But
1: like so. <laughs> or your suspense
0: three... scenes seem really stupid.
1: <laughs> yes. They were because my my goal is because I'm one of those I don't know about you, but I always figure out who done it in the beginning yes. of the book. Like yes. immediately. So my goal is I don't want anyone to know. So <laughs> it's really hard if you
0: there are very i was just telling my husband this a couple days ago there are very 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 few books that surprise me but there's a book called the silent patient by alex really long last name and (laughs) i I love that i think it starts i think it starts with an m but it's a really long last name yeah and i got it for christmas like two years ago And I'm like, I read through it, and by the time it gets to the twist, like, it's going along, and I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure I know what's happening. And then the twist happens in that book, and I'm like, where did that come from? Like, if you can do that for me, because I will normally guess Akatar that I'm reading through right now, for example— I knew who she was going to end up with in the first book. Like, in fact, I was talking to, I'm going through singing lessons to help with like vocal health and all of that for narrating. And I was talking to her about it. And like, I ended the first book and I'm like, okay, but I know who she's going to end up with. I'm ready for that to happen. Because like, I could see that in the first book when it's just like, not even romantic teasing, but he would just like poke fun at her. And I'm like, I know how this is going to end. Yep. Get me there. But I like... And and my husband, I'm like, I read a lot of romance. I read a lot of fantasy. Like, you know, they're going to end up together. It's the journey is always different. I like the different journeys, the different characters. I like, you know, when you throw in an extra dynamic, like you get like the BDSM books and you get the, you know, there's the, you know, shifter aspect in there. There's, you know, I like the journey to get there, you know you know, they locked eyes across the room. You know, that's going to end up being the couple at the end. But how do they get there? How do they get from being the enemies to the (laughs) the, like major couple that everybody talks about? Like, I like the journey.
1: Well, because like with Tobin and Bo, I threw in there that Tobin also it's like has a slight um, supernatural aspect. So Tobin can see ghosts and he can also see a whole history of the person, but he hates the gift. So he like buries it down. So he doesn't use it to the full scope. Mm -hmm. So I have to also work around why hasn't he guessed who the killer is? Yeah. Because he should just know. But like, I'm talking to uh, a couple other author friends about it. And she's like, well, he he hates his gift. So why would he know? He would never really use it unless he's forced to. Unless it's like in his face at that point. Like, that is true. Thank you for that loophole. I'm going to move on I mean,
0: at that, you could even throw like little, he sees a snippet. (laughs) totally steal this if you want to he sees little snippets but he just shoves it away because he doesn't want to look further at the little snippets he just yeah doesn't want it yeah, to happen he, at all
1: yeah he absolutely and then I throw in um a ghost in there that absolutely annoys him that's supposed to be like his <laughs> that's <the> spirit <laughs> guy he's gonna be the spirit guide, but Tobin doesn't want any of it he's like he lives on the streets he's a street person and he doesn't want any of it he just wants to live his life and take care of the kids he's gathered together on the street Uh (laughs) that's all he wants and he's drug in (laughs) to the middle of this murder mystery and then of course there's a detective who's beau that just works
0: well it sounds like you are busy so any any further parting words for i mean you're you're a newbie author but any parting words for helping anybody you know become an author maybe a tip Someone may not have thought about being a you know, author that's been writing for 20 years and uses the same cookie cutter storyline.
1: <laughs> you know, I really wish people, I'm gonna take an example. there is an author, and I absolutely love her work. I pretty much read everything she puts out. But at the same time, I, I have to go take breaks in between her stories because uh-huh. she writes the same characters. They aren't different. Uh-huh. It's a different plot line it's a different story but the characters are the exact same. If you're writing a different plot line, you need a different characteristics for your characters. Mhm. I know it's Diversity. a big struggle. Di- yeah, like so they're very sarcastic, very sarcastic characters and I love that. I love sarcasm, especially done right, especially between main characters that are falling in love. But if you continuously do that and every single character that you bring no depth. Yeah. You bring so the awesome storyline I love this plot I love how different it is but the characters are exactly the same characters from the story I feel like I'm reading the same story so think
0: so as you write more books think how can I make this different from the previous one yes I feel like especially if it's a series how do I build on like for me reading series um like each book in the series should build. It should always yeah. be more intense than the book before it. Yeah. Um, it should constantly build. Eventually, like in a fantasy, you're eventually going to get to like the big battle at the end or the big, yep. like the big, the big, big thing at the end. Um, the, yep. So you got to figure out how to or think somewhat plan. Even if you're a pantser, you can have somewhat of a plan in place for how is the next book going to top the book before it and in a series like yours is a little bit different because it
1: is a they're series technically yes stand-alones.
0: yes it, it is a series yes in that they're all part of the same family but yeah. they are standalones and while you're going to miss some of the family dynamic if you didn't read the other books before you could read the book and kind of get caught up yeah um but if you're writing a you know same character's are the main characters throughout the entire series? What situations yeah. can
1: happen to build on what happened before? Yeah. But I'm not going to name the author because, again, I really do like their works, but like they threw out a demon series, two main characters, totally different series. Then they had another series that had like a killer in it, but you couldn't tell from the demon series and the killer series. They don't overlap, they're totally different worlds, everything, but the characters were exactly the same, except uh-huh. different names. That like, you didn't, that doesn't bring, like, I don't feel like that's range. I'm like, yeah, totally different plot lines and everything, but the characters are exactly the same. And someone who binge reads authors' backlogs, that kind of, like, ruin, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I want to read your characters. Like, they need to be different characters. <laughs> I feel like that's the thing. Like, I hope when I'm writing Mason, you don't think Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Well, Mason char- was kind of like the
0: cocky, little brother. At least like that's yeah. the voice that I kinda gave him was like the cocky little Yeah. Like and I'm when you, famous and I know it and I can just yeah. hire people to do this.
1: <laughs> <instead."> yes. Yes. <laughs> and when you and when someone actually reads his book and you're no longer with Nathan and when you read Mason I hope you get that same energy of you know what I mean? Like your characters need to be different no matter like you need different voices. Voices yeah. for your character. They can't just because it's a different series, like I don't this know. this
0: is why I track um, voices that I use. So I have, um, your, t- which I don't know. I don't know that we talked about me doing the whole series or not. And it's fine if you want other people to do the whole series, yeah. but regardless, I track, you know, I keep track of these character voices so that if you do want me to do the next book in the series, I can use that character's voice for that character to a certain extent. Cause I know one of the males, I used a really deep voice, It hurts my throat. (laughs)
1: So, (laughs) might have uh, to rethink that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: and I have another author that it's uh, mafia books, but it's, they're not, they're kind of interconnected, but not. But I told her up front, like, I can't, like, I'm going to have to basically use the same voices because I can't maintain. And she she from the very beginning was like, yeah, I get she tried to narrate her own books and decided there's no way she was ever gonna be able to do that. So I never now, even thought about that. Now idea. she pays other people to do it, which I'm totally cool with. But um, yeah, I'm contracted on this. I think it's a five book series following these different mafia characters. Um but yeah, I was like, um, I can't I can use the same voices in books, but like using, you know, one character's voice to do a whole book that's a really hard to make voice is rough (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) as a as a female who doesn't have a deep voice doing the deeper voices is rough on the throat
1: (laughs) yes i believe that because when i gotta use i call the god voice on my kids because my husband's not here right now uh i feel that because like boys yeah (laughs) no (laughs) yeah yeah
0: all right. Well, I think we are about done. Yes. But I want to say thank you. I know we had to reschedule, but thank you so much for finally getting on here. <laughs> yeah.
1: And thank I want you to say
0: good me. luck with your writing. Thank you so thank much. You. Good luck thank you. getting your your writing time scheduled. And I'm sure I'll see you around, around TikTok. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good rest of
1: your Saturday.
0: You too. you too. Bye. Bye. As Allie got older, she loved stories with shifters. Her favorite were werewolves. The first known story of a werewolf comes from Greek mythology. In Greek mythology, Lycon was a king of Arcadia who in the most popular version of the myth tested Zeus's omniscience by serving him the roasted flesh of Lycon's own son, Nictimus, in order to see whether Zeus was truly all-knowing. In return for these gruesome deeds, Zeus transformed Lycon into a wolf and killed his offspring. Nictimus was restored to life. Despite being notorious for his horrific deeds, Lycon was also remembered as a culture hero. He was believed to have founded the city Lycosura, to have established a cult of Zeus Lycus, and to have started the tradition of the Lycian Games, which Pausenaeus thinks were older than the Panathenaic Games. According to Gaius Julius Hyginus, A.D. 17, Lycon dedicated the first temple to Hermes of Silene. Today we'll be reading the portion of Ovid's Metamorphosis that covers the story of Lycon. Don't forget, we are also continuing the original story of Beauty and the Beast on our Patreon. The Story of Lycon A bad report about this age had reached our ears. Hoping that this report was false, I went down from lofty Olympus, and though a god, I walked on earth in human guise. It would take a long time to relate how much evil I found everywhere. The report was not as bad as the truth. I traversed the mountains of Maenolus, frightful with the hiding places of wild beasts and the pine forests of Chile-Lycus and Selene. Here is the throne and the hostile palace of the Arcadian king." I went in at the time when the late shadows were drawing on the night. I gave signs that a god had arrived, and the people began to worship me. At first, Lycon ridiculed the pious offerings. Soon he said, I'm going to find out by means of a guaranteed test whether this is a god or a mortal. The truth will not be in doubt. He prepared to kill me at night while I was heavy with unexpected sleep. He settled on the test of the truth, but he was not content with it. With a knife he slit the throat of a hostage sent from the Malaysian tribe and softened his limbs, though not yet fully dead, by boiling some of them and roasting others in the fire. As soon as he placed this meal on the table for me, I used my avenging thunderbolt to overturn the palace on its penalties. They were worthy of their master. Lyko and himself fled in terror. When he had come to the deserted reaches of the countryside, he howled and tried in vain to speak. As a result of his own nature, his appearance took on a kind of madness and he exercised against the flocks, the lust for slaughter to which he had become accustomed. He began to take pleasure in blood. His clothes became fur, and his arms turned into legs. He became a wolf, but he kept vestiges of his former self. There was the same grayness and the same fury about his face. The same eyes shone in his head. He had the same appearance of fierceness. Thank you for joining Freya's Fairy Tales. Be sure to come back next week to hear Gabriel's journey to holding his own fairy tale in his hands and to hear one of his favorite fairy tales.